Welcome to Mindset You, a podcast where we believe in everyone's ability to change. Today's mindset focus is love. Coming into Cupid's month of February, my wife joins us on the podcast where we discuss how we made 20 years of our relationship seem like a breeze. Enjoy. How come you guys don't like doing that, giving advice? Well, different is not both of us. Paola feels a certain type of way about advice. I used to actually have a hesitation towards advice, and you kind of ripped that out of me in that one conversation. Um, so I, I've since shifted, but Paula still has some resistance towards it. I don't believe there's a way to do anything. There are many ways to do things, and this is one of them. So when I, people ask me for advice, I feel it's like... I'm with you. Yeah, they are asking me for a way, and I'm like, or, or the way. Most yeah. likely. And it's like, how do you make your relationship work? It's like, well... What works for you guys exactly. doesn't necessarily work for everybody else kind of thing. Exactly. No, I get it. I get that 100%. Um, so let's take the time now to let you guys know this is another episode of Mindset You. I'm Jason Moreno. we got Rancis, his beautiful wife, Paola, and Moses. How's everybody doing today? Well, not so great. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so today's, uh, today's episode, I guess, is all about romance and relationships, particularly you two, because aside from my parents, you guys are the only people I know who's been together for longer than like 15 years. It's insane. Uh, it's funny you say the word romance. I was like, ick. No. <laughs> you know, but I think, I think when people realize that in relationships, romance doesn't play a big of a part, I think, as people think. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Especially when you have kids and responsibilities, romance kind of starts getting lower and lower on the list. A little bit, you know, depending on certain people. Um, but first, let's talk about you guys and how you first met and how it all started. Because I think that's a... We all remember you from high school. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, that romance point is, is a good good uh, uh, heading off point because, like, like, so our relationship started through communication uh, we weren't a thing we weren't talking or we weren't like a re- in a relationship technically we were just like getting to know each other we were spending hours on the phone but our our first official date when wait we, time out real quick i don't mean to interrupt what was it like talking to rancis on the phone because I, I did a lot of the talking i figured all right <laughs> sorry well, you know, it's funny you say that because, like, a lot of people actually, she would say, come up to her and be like, does he even talk? <laughs> that was the general question for the first probably five years of our relationship. It's like, does he talk? I'm like, guys, yes. Yes, of course. But, um, our, like, when we made it official because we had this, this, uh, this classmate asked us, so what are you guys? Are you guys, like, dating or something? And we were like, uh, that awkward. Uh, uh, so then uh, we got into a little tiff about that because Paola was like, you've never asked me out. We're not dating. Uh, you haven't asked me to be your girlfriend. So we had to, like, make it official, and I had to say, okay, so do you want to be my girlfriend? You didn't say that. You said, so we're dating now. You're my oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. You stated it, which was like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> and, um, and then, so like the following day was, um, uh, what's it called? Valentine's Day. And we had this big romantic day. I picked her up in a, in a, 
limousine, went to this restaurant, the only all this stuff. <laughs> and that was like the peak of romance. You know, really. the romance died. <laughs> I don't mind it, though, because I'm not that person. So I couldn't give... I'm not either, so I get it. Shit. I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, oh, he brought flowers and he's taking me out to dinner. Great. Like, it was nice. It wasn't like it wasn't nice, but it's not... The foundation of it's things. Not what you need. Yeah. yeah it's so, not. It's like I don't need that. Exactly. You know, that doesn't prove. I feel like that also doesn't prove that you care for someone. Exactly. It just proves that you can you can provide something yeah. that you think that they want, but that doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. Yeah. I guess fast forward a little bit. What year was that that you guys got together? Do you remember? Oh three. Oh three. Yeah. Wow. 2003, yeah. It's going to be 20 years in a couple months. Which is insane. In like a month. So I guess my next question is, when, what was it like continuing a relationship? And I guess at such a young age and stuff like that, like you're still, I think we, we're always, we're still figuring ourselves out. We're always a different person, you know, whatever. What was it like keeping that, that love there while you're both finding yourselves as human beings, as your own separate people? Yeah while still being together because I think that's also really hard because I think back to like my younger self and like how I was in relationships compared to how I am now mm-hmm. I was a monster mm-hmm. so <laughs> you were so, young yeah no, give yourself no, grace no of course you know but I can only imagine what that was like where you're both kind of monsters because you're both trying to figure life out and you're like nope but how did how does that work out for you guys personally it's always been People were all like, when we started, um, when we were graduating and going to college, Francis went to Philly. I stayed at uh, William Patterson. And everyone was like, you guys need to break up. You need to break up because you need to experience life. And blah, 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 like all of that, right? And I, it's the idea that I have to break up with somebody because I need freedom. And to me, I didn't feel like I was forcing myself into the relationship. But I was also very open to like, hey, the moment this doesn't make sense for you, if it doesn't make sense for me, I'm going to tell you, but I need to know that you'll do the same. Um, Meaning that that openness of, if at some point, like, why would I break up with you if everything's good right now? Why there's nothing going, you know, south. But if you're away and you feel like you need to explore and you need to be with other people, and this and that. That I'm okay with that, as long as there is the communication around it. Uh, so I didn't feel the need to like do that in that time, where most people break up because they're going through college, they're finding themselves, they're doing this. But there was open communication around it of, um, if you feel the need to be with other people, like I'm, I'm fine with that, as long as you're fine with the inverse of that as well. So, so it's a two-way street. Exactly. I just wanted to to highlight one one thing. So first of all, like I found Paula attractive and all that, but what really, you know, got me infatuated was was her spice. So, you know, we we had this is before we like started really talking. We had like a friendly like acquaintance, but one day, you know, flirtatiously, I bump her in the hallway and she turns around and looks me dead in the eye 
like if I'm a complete stranger and goes off on me. How dare you knock into me? And starts like just like the snapping of the fingers, the head, everything. And it's like in the cartoons where the hearts go out the eyes. Like that's how I was. I was like, oh. the spice is really what like got me into it. So then with that, like when we were having conversations at nighttime for hours all throughout the night, we were really getting to know each other. We were getting to know how we viewed the world and all that stuff. But Paola says to me one night, she goes, listen, I just want you to know I get tired of people real quick, all right? I'm not tired of you yet, so let's see how long this goes. So she had that, like, that, like ready to pull the trigger any moment. So it was like, there was no fear from her end of like, oh, the relationship we need to preserve. It was just like, if it works, it works type of thing. And I was like, okay, bet. Challenge accepted. Yeah, it's kind of like that, that I think for, for a lot of guys and stuff like that, especially me, it's like, if you were feisty, and there was like, oh, you're going to challenge me to be the best man possible now? <laughs> Bet, let's go. Exactly. I used to fuck up the second yeah. part. <laughs> but, but I think um, there's something about that that's like, oh, she's going she's gonna to check me. And then on top of it, like, I actually have to work for this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's really funny. And I also get your side, Paula, where it's like, if it doesn't work for me, I'm not going to sit around and, 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 wait. To, and wait for it to magically yeah. work. Um, so there's like a kind of like a, a, a beauty in that release yeah. almost that there's freedom there's there, you don't feel tied and that yeah. and that's the case of like I don't feel tied to Rancis and it's funny we talk about it still where we're both like I can make a relationship work with not anybody but pretty much if I wanted to mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not a like a braggadocious type of way of thinking about it is it's more like hey I'm here because I want to be here, not because I have to be here. And, and I believe the same of him. He wants to be here, and that's why we're still making it work. It's because we both have a desire. And whenever anybody ever asks about their relationship, that's what I say. It's like, well, that's number one. Do you both want to be in the relationship? Because if you do, then there's always a way to make it work. It might not be comfortable. It might feel really crappy at times. But you can make it work. No, that makes sense. Two people want to. No. I yes, I think that goes to like my running joke of like I look at relationships like parties and it's like you've just been going to the same party nonstop for the last nineteen years. And um and I I think it's it's the party's not always fun. Yeah. It's you know, a lot of times it's not fun, you know, you're like, why the fuck am I at this party still? <laughs> you know. Um, and then so you, nice. you add kids into the mix. You're like, oh, now these little, these little fuckers are at this party. Ah. <laughs> now they're just, they're they don't so leave loud. either. No. Well, you, you know, know I, I, like with that, like the party's not fun only for like a couple minutes at a time. Because there's, there's one thing, which is like, we, we do conflict, you know. That took a while, but we do now. Yeah. We've gotten better at it. So like... Meaning, like, what I mean, we do conflict is that we don't avoid something. If if there's something that's bothering, if there's something that's in the way, like, addressing it immediately and figuring out what the root problem is and all of that stuff, that's, like, like standard in our relationship. So when Paula says, like, it took time, it goes from, from our different standing of it. 
So for me, I've kind of always been conflict oriented. I guess the martial arts concepts of like go in. He like, wants to fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, early on in the relationship, Paula was very conflict avoidant. Towards you, not mm-hmm. my siblings. I was ready to punch people in the face in my house. But when it came to Rancis, it was like, no, like, we can't fight. And, it, and I think it's a, it's a pattern that you think is how it should be, right? And that I go back to thinking of, like, my dad, when he speaks of my, his relationship with my mother, he's like, you guys never saw us fighting. And I'm like, no, but that's a lie. Because you did fight, and there was issues, and I never got to see you manage your issues. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a good thing. It's like, oh, my parents never fought. It's like, great, but <laughs> did they manage? How did they manage their issues? How did they uh, come to a resolution of things, right? Mm-hmm. And That's and true. was everyone feeling heard when they felt like they had to suppress their actual emotions? Yeah. I never got to see that. So with my partner at the time, it was like, no, you're not supposed to fight that's a bad thing. And it's like, no, but I was okay fighting with my siblings, you know? Um, And I think there's different, I think when people think of fighting, they think of like, just knock out, drag out. Like we're saying the worst things to each other kind of thing. And it's like, that's not really, that's not fighting. You know, I think when people, it's it's having a disagreement and then talking about why you disagree with the person, why it bothers you. And then you try to come to like some sort of resolution uh, which brings me to my next thing because, like, I my parents. I mean, I watch my parents fight all the time. They they're together till this day. Um, but one thing my mom used to tell me that I don't know if I believe in it now. She was like, "Don't ever go to sleep angry." And and I'm like, sometimes it's not. I can't just wrap this conversation up in a bow tonight and be like, "Oh, we resolved everything." Because if not, we're gonna stay up for like 26 hours. Yes and no, but I I think it's not. Don't go to sleep angry, but it's don't go to sleep with the thought of this person is seeking to harm me because that's where the anger comes in. It's it's a defense. So we don't have to have the resolution of something. And as it says, come to an immediate resolution. It's not an immediate resolution, but an acknowledgement of I'm triggered, you're triggered. We need to figure that out. We'll do that together, but just know that it's, it's a me thing. Like, I have to address... It's not always personal. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of people have to realize. And I think as I got older, that's what I realized in my relationship. Like not everything is an attack against me. Mm-hmm. You know, and not everything I do is an attack against them half the time because I'm a little stupid yeah. up here. Because well, it's, it's about you and, and yeah. you... Oversight, right? There's some childhood trauma that I haven't addressed <laughs> that I'm lashing out at. <laughs> so, I, w- I just wanted to say one thing about that. Like, and this this happens between Mo and I as well, which is like... The, the, when there's, there's an issue on the table, like we need to number one, acknowledge there's an issue on the table and that is basically a trigger to cue on the protocol on how we have a handle issues on the table. So it's like, Hey, there's an issue. We don't just move on, sweep it under the rug. There's an issue. We need to talk about this. So whether like going to bed and we haven't resolved it or whatever, that doesn't really matter. It's like, have we initiated the protocol to begin addressing this thing? Because I think the, the number one thing that happens and it's happened with us, but in 
in any relationship of mine in my life that has gone sour is when something is not addressed and you think like, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's a long time ago. But what happens, in fact, is that that issue just grows like, you know, yeah. So then eventually boils up into this, this whole thing. And it only spills out in that moment and it keeps spilling. And that's the, the spewing that you talk about when people like want to be intentionally hurtful mm-hmm. is because they've been feeling the little pains for a while and have not been able to address that. Or in their mind, they thought they addressed it, um, <clears throat> which I find really funny. Uh, people think they address things with, and they don't, they don't have an actual direct conversation. They'll just say like, uh, hey, the garbage, it needs to be taken out. And then they're like, I've, I've explained a million times, the garbage needs to be taken out. It's like, you, you haven't explained why that's important to you. You haven't, you haven't had a conversation to set your values. You haven't, so it, it's like the little thing of the garbage being taken out, but they're like, but I've, I've asked a million times. And it's like, you can ask a million times, but there's no reasoning behind it. Jason here with Mindset You, and I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and watching us every week. Since Mindset You is taking a different approach, we need your help coming up with new topics of stuff that you want to hear so that we can give you the best quality possible and the best content possible in general. It's fun. Come on, help us out. Help us help you. Anyway, you can head over to VitoProject.com to watch any of the old episodes and any of the new upcoming episodes that are coming. You could also check us out on Instagram and on YouTube. And anywhere else that you could possibly think of that you want us to be, let us know. We'll be there. All right? Thank you so much. I think we're on Twitter. I don't know. Hit us up everywhere. Call me. Here's my number. 201. I'm just kidding. Hate me on camera. (laughs) Fuck you in the butt. I keep saying, guys. Fucking trick myself on the streets. I think that's a good take. Listen to you, you little motherfuckers. Um, and I'm gonna start over one more time, or else I'm gonna put my head in the oven. Before I was really interrupted by a lovely Dominican lady, and I'm doing everything in my power not to jump through this window right now because I hate talking in front of a camera. Take 15. Fuck you.